the healthy path here is to become self-sustainable. So really kind of what you're already doing, raising mm -hmm. rabbits, like mm -hmm. it sounds easy to people, totally the right thing to do. Raise mm -hmm. some rabbits, raise some chickens, build a garden in your backyard and, mm -hmm. and get some solid assets like gold and mm -hmm. silver, platinum, uh, get out of the dollar because the mm -hmm. dollar is worth much by the time we get our $1,200 checks in the mail, if we ever... <laughs> Good morning, folks, and welcome to the Painting Pictures podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of presenting a special episode of The Cream and the Clear with Joe Gruen. Joe and I uh, did a podcast together called The Cream and the Clear, and we're still doing it together. It just now airs on the Painting Pictures podcast because I'm the one that went ahead and kept making podcasts without him and gave it my own name, put my name in the title. So now Joe gets to return as a very special guest, but we still call it the, the cream in the clear because uh, it, it is. That's, that's who we are. I think uh, he's the cream and I'm the clear. And it was great to connect with Joe again. This, this episode is focused on the uh, outbreak of COVID-19 that is sweeping across the globe. This was recorded on March 20... I'm not really sure. March 25th? I mean, how, what am I going to go look at a calendar or something? <laughs> Let's say March 25th, 2020, at which time the death toll in the United States, just to this will probably give you a marker, um, was still less than 1,000. It was like 850 people or something like that. Um, I want to warn you, dear listener, that this podcast may be somewhat um, offensive um, to you if you think that the uh, coronavirus outbreak is nothing to make fun of, nothing to make light of. And if that's the case... I'd like to tell you that I completely understand. I understand that it is a very frightening concept, a virus out there that, that, that is so deadly and contagious. Um, and I understand if you have particularly vulnerable family members or loved ones that this is particularly frightening and something you may be taking very seriously. Um, this podcast explores some of the other uh, aspects. We don't talk much about the disease itself. Um, Joe and I talk more about the uh, other social and and sort of uh, societal 
impacts that this outbreak is having, particularly on the United States and particularly around the, uh, the stay-at-home orders um, and things like surveillance, um, things like fascism. There you go. We, we, we use the word fascism to describe um, some of the, the aspects of what we're seeing out there. So if, if, the, if the idea that our, <laughs> our government and our society is trending towards fascism, um, if that makes you, if, if you don't really want to explore that concept, then um, I recommend listening to past episodes of this podcast and future episodes of this podcast. Um, this is definitely part of my personality and part of my worldview. I've become cynical when it comes to current events. Um, I'm very, very distrustful of large um, messages that are broadcast to the public. I'm distrustful of large companies and their products. I'm distrustful of um, internet companies like Facebook and Google. Um, I'm distrustful of the uh, government agencies like the National Security Association or whatever. Is that what it is? NSA? You know, you know these things. You've heard about these things. There is a uh, there's a place in your mind where where they live. Um, you agree that things are kind of messed up in general. I know you agree that um, the system seems to be rigged to benefit the wealthy. Um, and so I know that you probably, if you listen to this podcast, um, you're not going to think that any of these ideas are are crazy. Um, you just may not be uh, as interested in. Um, you may not want to go down. <laughs> you might not want to go down these roads as far as I do, um, and particularly with this. Uh, situation and, and a virus um, and the idea that we are uh, protecting ourselves and our neighbors by following some directions to distance ourselves, etc., etc. Um, that may very well be true. Uh, that, that may very well be uh, an appropriate response and it may very well be saving lives. And so... Um, it may not be funny to <laughs> it may not be funny to you to hear Joe and I uh, joke about this kind of stuff. But nonetheless, this is this is this is one of the reactions I've had. I maybe you're the same way. I've been on an, something of an emotional roller coaster with this whole coronavirus business. Um, I've oscillated between thinking the whole thing is a giant hoax. Um, to being convinced that it's incredibly real and feeling ashamed to have thought otherwise, feeling embarrassed. Um, and uh, and it was a re- it was it was something of a joy to to talk to Joe and to um, uh, to express some of these feelings together. Um, there's just something about this whole event. Um, and the things like social distancing uh, 
that makes me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, I see it as fitting into sort of a larger trend in our society towards uh, separating people and communities, um, making people fearful and distrustful of one another. And that, to me, is, uh, is about the scariest thing out there. So, um, so that's where this is coming from. That's where this is coming from, and that's where these feelings of of anger uh, come from. And it was it was nice to be able to to explore some of them in in what I hope is is kind of a comedic fashion with Joe. Um. Anyway, so thanks for thanks for listening this far, and um, and I I just want to say I I completely understand if if maybe you don't want to. Go down this road um, if you're if you're triggered by um, by jokes around this whole virus thing at this point. You know it's still pretty fresh. Maybe you're tuning into this podcast a couple years from now. <laughs> maybe that's perfect. But maybe if you're turning into it, tuning into it right now and you're we're still in the throes of this uh, coronavirus outbreak, um, maybe this isn't uh, maybe this isn't. A, a great podcast for you to listen to right now. But if you're interested in these ideas, um, listen on. And um, yeah, I just want to say that that, that I, I've been grappling over the past, it's been like four or five days since we recorded this podcast. And I have considered uh, not releasing it because I don't want to alienate people. I don't want to offend people. And I don't want to have people in my family um, or friends um, think negative of negatively of me or think that I'm being uh, disrespectful um, to them and what they're dealing with. So, but ultimately, I I decided, well, hey, this was this is legitimately how I was feeling in the, at this moment. Uh, and so I think it's helpful because I think that there are a lot of different, uh, feelings out there right now. We all have feelings, um, and that this virus is a pretty wild thing. And generally we're not getting a, a lot of opportunities to talk about it because we're all isolated from each other. And so I thought that it might be helpful and interesting for some to hear, uh, Joe and I talk about it. It was certainly, I think helpful and interesting for Joe and I to talk about it with each other. Um, Joe's really tuned into the economic aspect of this. He's an accountant and, or he's on his way to becoming an accountant and he's, uh, very interested in what's going on economically and what the, what the repercussions are. Um, and so we, we talk about that a little bit. Um, and that's about all I need to say. It's a uh, it's spring is coming here in Vermont finally. I, I just had a, my first ever cup of coffee brewed with sap instead of water, and it was delicious. And it tasted like the inside of a maple tree mixed with coffee, and half and half. And I didn't have to put maple syrup in it because <laughs> it already already tasted like syrup. So yeah, the sap is running. The birds are singing. The Canadian geese are back. Or the Canada Canada gooses, if you prefer. Um, I'm loving this coronavirus outbreak because uh, my wife doesn't have to commute to work anymore, 
and is working from home. And I've been working on our upstairs. I've been doing a full remodel up here, turning this, uh, turning our lightly used upstairs. We basically shut it off in the winter time. Uh, turning it into a, a, a place that we can uh, rent out to guests and to New Yorkers fleeing the confines of New York City, coming up here for, for some fresh air. I uh, feel very lucky to be here, blah, 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 blah. That's really all I need to say. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for tuning in. If you do have any questions or comments, uh, I would love to hear them. I, uh, I'm totally open to, um, I want to hear your thoughts on this whole thing. How do you see it? Um, if you think I'm, I'm, if you think Joe and I are, uh, are way off on some things, whatever, just, just please feel free to reach out. The email address is Gabe Roberts at gmail.com. That's G A B E R O B E R T S at gmail.com. And the website for the podcast is GabeRobertsArt.com. Um, um, well, that's about it for this intro. Thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, I present to you the latest installment of The Cream and the Clear with Joe Gruen. Enjoy. You are being recorded. Right now or for the last yes. like five minutes? Okay. No, 13 seconds, just to avoid any legal snags. I appreciate it. I have my lawyers on standby anytime I'm <laughs> in this podcast. Of ours. This is a cream in the clear, technically, right? Yeah. Good. The return of the cream in the clear. Joe Gruen. Hate it. How are you doing? Uh, about as good as anyone else, I guess. Hanging in there? I am. Yeah, I'm staying safe. Uh, or uh, Hopefully you're staying safe as well. Yep. I'm just, I'm grateful to be alive, man. Yeah. I have a shotgun rigged to my front door in case anyone walks <laughs> in. I'm totally safe. Nobody worry about old Joe Bird. That's good. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been hashtag social distancing. Um, I've been, you know, hashtag self-isolating sometimes or self-quarantine, just trying to do whatever I can to hashtag flatten the curve. Good. Yeah. And hashtag ruin the economy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really, I don't think that's so important, Joe. I mean, it's really, it's about people's safety right now. True. Yeah. A bad economy has never hurt anyone. Right. Yeah, and the economy is going to be fine, right? They just keep dumping money into it and printing money, making more money. Yeah, correct. Wow. So you actually—I was going to say—maybe we need to. We're going to delve into the whole economics of this thing. Maybe we need to do a precursor. But it sounds like you're right on on cue with the way our government works. Yeah, I mean, I you know I go on CNN and I also go on Huffington Post, so I'm I pretty much (laughs) I pretty much have have it all covered. You got, you got all ends of the spectrum. There. I don't miss much. Yeah, and I listen to I listen to NPR, of course. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Have you tried Slate too? Slate kind of gives no. you kind of an alternate, you know, like an alternate side of of yeah you know, the equation when it comes to this. Yeah. Okay, that makes me a little uncomfortable. 
Does it? Okay, yeah. Forget or set it. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. I mean, if it's if it's you know if it's approved, I just you know I worry about hashtag fake news these days. So yeah, well, it's a I problem. just yeah. I try to just only go to uh, you know vetted, approved sources to to get my information. That's good, Gabe. You're being hashtag responsible. Thanks, man. I, I mean, I I wish I could do more. Honestly, I wish you could too. I feel like you're not trying as hard as you could as a well, white privileged male that you are. <laughs> well, that's that's probably true. I do. Um, have I, white you know, I have a fair amount of shame and guilt, white guilt. Do you admit that you have white skin? <laughs> yes. Simple question. Yeah. Okay, good, good. What about your gender? Are you clear on that? And I don't want to gender you specifically, but are you clear that you are, in fact, a male? Yes, for now. But that actually, that was one thing I was thinking, like, what else can I do? What else can I do? And I thought maybe... Um, you know, maybe I could um, become gender fluid, but gender neutral. I don't know. Maybe that would help. You can't become those things, Gabe. You either are and have always been, or you're just posing. Oh. And really making light or appropriating is what we oh. do. Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. I also wouldn't want to take away, you know, uh, medical resources from from covid-19 victims at this point so it probably would be super irresponsible to get gender reassignment surgery right now totally yeah you're taking hospital beds away yeah from the needy yeah but so you the coronavirus hasn't hit hasn't hit your household yet uh it has not and if it has no one would know because pets can't get it and i don't ever show outward signs of being sick you don't or very rarely, yeah. I've had, you know, flus where I don't run a fever. Oh. And uh, so What do you on. attribute that to? Do you eat a lot of garlic? I used to. I don't, I don't as much anymore. So maybe I will start showing, showing signs when I have the flu. I don't, does that stave off fever? Oh, I don't know. It just supports the immune system, I, I think. I've heard I think so unclean that I bombard myself with viruses at all ah, times. Smaller nice. ones don't really affect me. What don't really affect you? The smaller viruses, the flu, the you know, the, sure. the ones more casual that are right. been out there for a while. But this one, does the coronavirus scare you? Well, Gabe, there's a right answer and then there's what I feel. <laughs> or I mean... You get what I'm saying. There's one I can say, and there's one that I, I can't, but I do believe. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to hear that, obviously. Okay, then, then I, I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what, like uh, 500 people died in the United States or something like that? 32, Gabe. Don't discount the lives of 32 people, please. 32 what? I want to say it's 532. We, 532. Well, so I have a, maybe we can keep up to date as we're doing this podcast. Oh, that would be great. I have a website that constantly updates the amount of deaths, and we were way off. It's at 9.10 already. Okay. So we must have had a surge today. Thank you for sending that to me, Gabe. What's Did that? Send that to me? I just had... I don't think so. Some, Are we being hacked? Yeah, someone sent me that weird-faced guy that I sent you originally. 
the one with the small face. They sent it back to you? Yeah, it got sent directly to me by I, I don't know who. I assumed it was you. No, it wasn't. Well, that's scary. Maybe there's yeah. another virus to be focused on. It's probably the Russians. Yeah, this is probably going to get Trump reelected if we share this photo over and over again. Oh, boy. Wouldn't that be the worst? It would. I mean, God, well, I hope Biden wins. It's already World War II. It could be like World War II times a, a million. Oh, my God. You're right. It could be. <laughs> I am right. I hope that I I just hope Bi- I sure hope Joe Biden wins. Yeah, I hope he pulls it out. He's real. We need a fresh face. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think what we really need is just some stability. Right. Yes. That I mean, too. I I like some of the things that that Bernie Sanders was saying. But really, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it dangerous human being yeah we and now's not clearly now's not the time for radical change we need somebody that's been there before somebody with a face we recognize just a good old white guy you know knows the ins and outs of of the way we've been doing this yeah how to get things done yeah the old-fashioned way yeah yeah he's been there and he you know he was obama's vice president so i mean what else that was a paradise for eight years. Oh, wasn't it great? It was the greatest thing that ever happened to America. Yeah. I uh, I felt so good having an African American president. Me too, especially during that recession. I just so well spoken. So well spoken. Yeah, really, just a good uh, and a smart man. You yeah. know. Well, he understood that platitudes can be limited to one word, mm. and. And you don't really have to go further than than one solid word that you yeah. hand American people. Change, hope. Who could be against these things? Not me. And no. if you are, you're probably a privileged, straight, heterosexual, white, milk toast white male. <sighs> I know. It's hard. <clears throat> I don't know how I'm gonna shed that label. You could I cut really your skin. don't. I could cut yeah, cut all my skin off. <laughs> I think it's the least you could do, frankly. Well, that's again, that's probably that kind of surgery. Probably have to wait, but I'll, I'll do it once the Pomona virus is is gone and um, we can come out and play again. I'll I'll seriously consider it because um, you know my my skin, my people have caused so much uh, so much pain in this world. Yeah. Now you understand, I'm not your people because I'm Jewish. Oh. So you're so, you're off the you don't have any white oh right you have the opposite of guilt no I'm I'm yeah I'm 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 the Jewish wow that I'm must not be great white. I'm 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 Jew you're a victim I've been a victim for yes. thousands of years God that must be so great it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so how has the how has the coronavirus affected your your day-to-day life out there in Sacramento, California? It really has not, um, just to get serious for a second, because we've been <laughs> fucking bullshitting for about 20 minutes. Um, it's but only about 10 minutes, Joe. Oh, really? Time yeah. flies by when you're living through a pandemic. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, the day-to-day for me has not changed really at all. In fact, it's gotten much better. Uh 
I can expect $1,200 in the mail in two months. And uh, as long, you know, along with everyone else, but at the same time, my industry that I work in, which is food delivery, has been booming. Wow. Week, really. So I'm making Great. about 6 to $7 more an hour than I was initially. Wow. Yeah. Did you actually, did just because of the density of the orders or the prices of the delivery service has gone up? The prices may have surged a bit. Um, yeah, because I don't work for Uber Eats. I know that they've uh, completely eliminated their, or at least they promised to eliminate their delivery fees. But DoorDash is what I work for. They haven't eliminated their delivery fees. But I imagine that it's a result of more people staying home um, people terrified to go to the grocery store and interact with anyone. So everybody's yeah. ordering their food directly to their home. That's and they're smart. ordering not only for them, but for their whole families. So the right. amount of orders have increased. The wow. price of each of the orders has increased. Oh, sure. And so I'm getting more orders. There's also less drivers on the road because uh. they've shut down the recruitment offices that you have to go to and get your license scanned and sign an application to become a driver for so less people are entering the DoorDash workforce, which means wow. that yeah, it's kind of a nice combination for people already involved in it. That's great. Yeah, I am unfortunately uh, not allowed to continue my um, carpentry business at this time. That's good. As of, yeah, I mean it's the right thing to do, and again, yeah, that twelve hundred bucks will that should take care of it. You know, if I'm out of work for a month three months or whatever i mean twelve hundred dollars that's one thousand two hundred dollars that is twelve separate hundred dollar bills or if you think about it this for way, free just for being an american it's sixty twenty dollar bills wow man you imagine that kind of cash just for being an american boy gotta love it yeah and you don't you don't have to work right it's you amazing can sit in, your, in your home and not do anything it's amazing just keep, just keep tabs. Just keep refreshing those feeds. Just try to try to stay abreast of the crisis. Track the deaths. I mean, make sure that you're not as ignorant as we just were, and you know that we're almost at a thousand, a thousand deaths out of three hundred and fifty million people. Wow. Do you know what that percentage is? I don't. It's like it's, it's a lot. I it's think. A I mean, it's a very serious number. If if this keeps up, if that number were to increase by 20 times we'd be talking about something as serious as the uh, seasonal flu yeah well even more than that i think it would have to go up to like 50 times i believe we've had 50 that we're we're on track to, for 50,000 deaths this flu season wow god so, and but, can you i mean how are our hospitals going to deal with it i just i don't know two flus right in one year <laughs> unbelievable yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting a government job. Um, Good. Because yeah, my wife has a government job and she's getting her paycheck, so it's probably the way to go, you know. And I, you know, I didn't really like that working for myself all that much. Anyway, I had to make a lot of decisions, you know. Yeah, it, it, the whole burden of decision making falls on you as an individual, as opposed to. A greater force of people, of elected officials, sure. That we decided are our betters, really. Yeah, they've been there before. They they have uh, tons of money, so obviously they know what they're doing. Yes. And and everything they say is right. And 
you know, if they weren't right, why would they have all that money? <laughs> you know, would they be on TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll just be poking around, um, try to find something. I don't really, you know, I don't really care what it is. If I'm, you know, anything working for the government would make would just make me happy, make me deeply satisfied to be. I don't, you know, I'd feel like I was helping out instead of this, you know, going around working on people's houses, that kind of stuff. Not very fulfilling. Handling your own schedule. Yeah. Helping, yeah. Checks. And these people shouldn't be living out here in these old houses anyway. They should move to the city and 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 you know rent a con- rent an apartment or a condominium. Yeah, they should get their shit together and like yeah. get to the city because that's where it's at, Gabe. Yeah. I don't know if you know, like, I well, I sent you that link to the amount of uh, coronavirus deaths in the United States and cases in the United States. Oh, okay. Uh, guess who holds the crown for most cases in the United States? Guess, is it uh, is it New York? It's New York, New York, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So if That's... you want to be at the center of this crisis, you have to move to New York. Yeah. Be there. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's where I want to be. It's good. Um. So your day to day hasn't been all that all that adversely affect have you had any trouble with with hashtag social distancing have you had any experiences with people kind of impinging on your six foot radius uh well unfortunately a part of delivery driving is in fact getting within six feet of a person oh gosh food off or at the very least hitting their doorbell so that they so they know touching their doorbell oh obviously you wear gloves I mean, I wear a hazmat suit when possible, but yeah. uh, as far as social distancing is concerned, it's not exactly conducive. To the Can you type- say just social distancing without the hashtag? Oh, sorry, I, I, you're right. Hashtag social distancing. There we go. Is- I just, I just think it helps get it helps get it out. You know. I agree, and is it, well, yeah, and and to all the people listening right now, yeah, yeah, please use the hashtag. Sure. When you can, because that's how information that's gets how it perpetuated and spreads amongst the people in the country and even the world. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah. If we don't care, then I mean, right. Who's there for the future? Right. So you have to touch doorbells and then what? Doorbells. I had, I, well, I eat some, you know, food when I can. Because it's a long drive, usually from the restaurant to the p- person's place. But I always do so with care. Uh, I, I purell the the box of fries or chicken strips or whatever I'm taking from. I make sure to purell it down. I purell my own hands. I yeah. purell inside of my mouth, and then I take some fries and I I eat them, but never in a way that would spread uh, potentially harmful viruses to people. Cool. And then you're probably also you're protecting them by making sure that the food isn't tainted or poisoned. Yeah, I'm taste testing it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Wow. Because if I end up with coronavirus some point in the next few days, then I'll be able to reach out to those people and say, hey, look, I had coronavirus. And I ate some of your fries. And I, I, I touched your fries and I put them in my mouth. And they know the score. Like, they know they're doing that whenever they, they get me as a delivery driver. Uh-huh. But yeah. uh, I have to so make then sure. They'll, 
they'll know to hashtag self-quarantine? Hashtag self-quarantine. Hashtag drink uh, Clorox. Hashtag uh-huh. uh, take a nap. Hashtag lock yourself away from your children. Hashtag. Yeah. Uh, Tell uh, your neighbors to go fuck themselves. Burn Stay your away. house. Move to a cave. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything. Yeah. Doing what we can. Wow. And then, so what's the exchange like once they they come to the door? Have, do they? I presume they pay already via credit card. They don't have to actually. Yeah, it's hashtag contactless, so people awesome. don't have to actually hand off money. They, awesome. they actually don't even have to see the person drop the food off. I can take a picture with my phone, send it awesome. to them. They know that it's there, and then other people can can come and take some fries if they don't get to it immediately. Huh. Interesting. All that everybody wins, I guess. Everybody. It's it's communal. And it's there's no cash involved, right? No, no, no cash. Yeah, because I've heard cash can really spread coronavirus and I, I'm ready I'm ready for cash to be gone completely myself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I feel yeah, a lot it, more comfortable with just, just numbers, just numbers on my phone. Right. That's right. Much safer. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Numbers can't carry germs. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'd like to, you know, just have it built into my, um, you know, I, I just, I'd like for the government to know exactly how much money I have, you know? Of course. How else are they going to, yeah, how else are they going to know how much to tax you? Right, yeah, or how to, t- yeah, how to take care of me, or how what a good boy I'm being, you know? Right. That's, I need, I'd, I'd like just, I've been such a good boy, you know? I've followed all the directions, and. I feel like I just I want some recognition. So if I, you know, maybe maybe I can get a, I don't know, maybe I can get a chip implanted in me or something like that. You know, maybe I can sign up for the trial run of the vaccines. I mean, any, I just, I'm game. You know, anything I can do. Yeah, this is war, Gabe. We're yeah. we're in war times here. Yeah. Because this, I don't know how many of us have, you know, grandparents that lived through the Great Depression or mm-hmm. lived through World War Two. But um, this is what it was like, right? Like people locking themselves in their homes, refusing to go outside, refusing to engage with each other, with Mm -hmm. economy in general, Mm -hmm. uh, refusing to buy bonds, refusing to do anything but wait for some money in the mail. And that is what crisis calls for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically just look look to... Look to the, follow the directions that are given, and if there's no directions, then then just stay at home. Yeah, or yeah. if the direction is to stay at home, listen to that. Obviously, obviously, can you believe some of these people that are still out walking around? Monsters. It's complete monsters. Crazy, and then some of them are taking their kids out. Can oh my god, can you imagine? Side. Children are so disgusting. They ha- they spread viruses so quickly. And they don't even need the outdoors. They don't need the sun. Like we have yeah. video games now. We have television. Yeah. Like you can keep your child indoors all the time and fully stimulated. And he won't bother you. But you take him outside. He's gonna want to like run around. He's gonna want to like interact with people and pick up viruses, touch things, poop on things. Yeah, spread it all over the place, and yeah. then catch and spread it to you. And yeah. You know, they don't understand hashtag social distancing. They don't understand. No, they should, though. Hopefully they will. 
you know, that's what that's the only thing I hope that comes out of this is that everybody's sort of, um, you know, it's sort of like a way for everybody to get on the same page, you know, mm-hmm. and to understand what it, what a crisis is like, you know, how it unfolds, um, and and to you know just how to follow directions, and then next time you know people will already know about hashtag social distancing, and they. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe it's the ultimately, maybe we should just practice hashtag social distancing all the time. Indefinitely. I mean, really, what's the what's the harm? I, I, I don't see anything that that you actually need to to um, to get within six feet of somebody for now yeah. with I mean, what's what 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 possible reason actually, really could even. Huh? Yeah, what kind of activity could be produced that's beneficial to humanity from getting within six feet of other people? It's not. No, because, you know, your banking you can do via ATM or online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your job, hopefully, you can just, you can do online. Um, and order any kind of goods. Sure. Oh, that was the other thing I just, I felt so grateful for. These, you know, one that our congressmen were able to get a lot of them were able to get their money out of the stock market before it fell apart. Yeah, that was so, big wonder we all go under. What's that? If they go under, we all go under. Right. So that that that's something I've found solace in. And the other thing is just that just Amazon that I can still go on there. I can still do my shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really grateful, really grateful for that. That's great. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, go back to what you're saying. Like, it's probably not a bad idea. We have avenues in place that allow people to live out of their homes indefinitely. Yeah. And, and if we can do that, maybe we can like start a new generation of people that really understand that that's the way to live. Like a new (laughs) generation will really pick up on that. Right. And, And they just won't even meet other people and form other people for the future right except online right but but that will produce actual people which is a good thing because of the population too much yeah and that's been a problem for decades now that nobody's known how to solve and we've got the answer right now yeah that's a really that's a really interesting point so yeah it's not all doom and gloom you know it's a lot of there's a lot of positives that could come out of this whole thing I'm feeling better just having this conversation. <sighs> Me too, man. Yeah, I just hope people really take it seriously. And knowing that you're thousands of miles away is also reassuring. Yeah, no chance of spreading the virus through Skype, uh, mm-hmm. through this microphone. I am going to sanitize this microphone after our conversation, though, just to be safe. I understand. Yeah, I'm actually going to throw this laptop out. I think I'm going to get a new one on Amazon. That's a good idea. That's I got twelve hundred dollars coming, so yeah, might as well right. use it. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what else can we do to hashtag flatten the curve? I don't know. Just stay home and and uh, wait for wait for the wait for it to blow by. I guess. Right. The wind will take it into outer space. Okay. If we just, you know, if we don't engage with it, like eventually they'll all float into outer space. But uh-huh. 
because that's where they came from. Oh, the coroners? Probably. Like, uh-huh. everyone's it's like bats and pangolins. I don't even know what a pangolin is, do you? No, it's not a penguin, is it? No, it's not, Gabe. Oh, weird. Yeah, I have no idea. It's, it's, uh, it's an anteater, but I didn't know that until huh. I found out about the word pangolin. What a disgusting creature. It Gross. eats ants? It eats ants, Gabe. Ew. Yeah. God, I don't... Chinese people eat these things? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, isn't that sick? Yeah, it's totally disgusting. Get burger. Right. Yeah, they have they have McDonald's there. I don't understand. Yeah, we've gifted them with McDonald's. They should use it. Yeah. Do you get to deliver McDonald's? I do. DoorDash. Oh, do. that must. That's an honor. Huh? Then you would understand because you really? think. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that like, you know, something like McDonald's, you could hop in your car, you could go to the McDonald's. Right. You could drive through the drive-thru. Sure. Get the McDonald's. And you could drive home and yeah. eat McDonald's. Yeah. But that's not what people are doing. Well, you don't want to deal with traffic. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. And sure, nowadays, just safer to stay inside. Well, it's just interesting that the food that created like innovated the industry with drive-throughs like the only reason it took off was drive-throughs is now no longer using drive-through to get their food out i'm driving through for other people who don't want to go out and and just so people understand this was happening long before the coronavirus oh really it's not just a it's not a real thing it's Hmm. probably the most popular thing Wow, that's amazing. Well, people are smart. You know, they know good food when they taste it. Well, and they understood that this crisis was coming ahead of time, probably. Right. We're just adjusting. Yeah, just like our just like our senators and representatives who got their money out of the stock market. How many of those guys? I I knew about four, but were there more than just? I don't know. I know. That was on uh, that was on Huffington Post, of course. That I read that. So they were probably Republicans. Probably, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, do you think there's going to be more of these uh, viruses? Um, you know, now that uh, global warming is so bad, um, and that's obvious. That's probably contributing to, I imagine, this sort of crazy new virus. So do you think that there's going to be more viruses like this in the future? Uh, I, I think that it's... Are we being serious now? <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right, let's switch to serious. Um, All right. I, I do think that... Uh, I think I don't know enough about, <laughs> about the way that viruses are formed to have a valid opinion on whether or not global warming <laughs> will increase the likelihood of these things or not. But yeah. I think that if I'm being totally like just off of gut instinct here, yeah, I would say that these kinds of viruses have always been around and they yes. continue to evolve every 10 or so years. Correct. We're going to encounter them every 10 or so years 
And if our solution is to lock ourselves in our fucking homes and not develop a herd immunity to them, we're all going to die from one of them relatively soon. (laughs) Our approach is essentially try to hide from the virus that exists in the air around us. Yeah. That's what I... That's kind of dire. That's kind of dire. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem like the... It doesn't... It just... uh... So many, so many, so many things strike me as the wrong, the wrong approach here. Yeah, it's it's almost hard to focus on one of them because they're coming from all bad decisions are coming from all angles. Right <laughs> it's like to focus on one of them is taking away attention from the five other disasters that are happening simultaneously. But yeah. if the coronavirus is the heart of this thing, then you figure the solution is to beat the coronavirus, and the only way to do that is to get people into factories making masks, building tests, working on vaccines, building respirators, getting them out to the hospitals, and allowing people to go into their communities, contract this virus, and get immune to it. But if Uh we're not doing that, then we're really stalling an inevitable disaster. And we're making people weaker by not exposing. It's like the chicken pox theory. And again, mm-hmm. I'm being serious here. And I, I almost didn't want to get into this range because people are probably like, you're a fucking animal for thinking this way. But the reality is our parents have thought this way since we were fucking two years old. Right. They, Let's let our kids get chicken pox. Yeah. So they don't get it in their 50s and fucking die of it. Right. Right. Probably the same thing with this. How, how like kids are pretty much unaffected by it yeah yeah but they get it and they develop an immunity to it now the the elderly have to take a different approach but they've had to take a different approach to flu seasons sure ever sure and if they're not like like that's the right approach is to is to be careful when you yourself are at risk but to be so careful as a society that we shut everything down is completely the wrong answer and it's (laughs) amazing that people don't understand that when it's what we've been doing our whole lives right now that's not the direction we're 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 being guided in it's a very different very different direction here oh man take on this do you think that there's a way through this by locking ourselves in our homes no, I think that this is just another excuse to to take away a bun- take away freedoms from people, and well, they're not even or test it. Yes, the amazing thing is how effective the fear is and the messaging around it that people are policing themselves so incredibly effectively, like the number of people that. It's like this competition to see who can fucking hashtag social distance or flatten the curve more dutifully. Right. Like immediately. People are jumping all over each other to say, oh, look at look how look how quarantined I am. Like being woke. Huh? It's like it's like a different version of being woke. Like everyone's competing to be the most you know, uh, pandemically woke, I guess. Yeah. 
like doing the most social distance. I don't know if you heard about this, but like there were people within days of of like the recommendation for people to stay in their homes, not even the ordinances that happened in New York and California, which by the way is only a week old. It happened last Wednesday. Uh-huh. But like for weeks before that, there were recommendations. People stay in your homes if you can, avoid yeah. social, you know, social distance stuff. There were people who were ratting out their neighbors who had a cough or a sneak during fucking flu and allergy season, were ratting their fucking neighbors out to local governments and police departments. Wow. Within a day or two. It's like people want a fascist government. They're, they crave it. Well, there yeah. is a theory, like like uh, sociological theory that people crave strong, enforceable yeah. leadership. <laughs> there's something to be... Like, I can see it. ...in the tally for the people that believe that because... Yeah. I never thought it. I always thought people were very, they want to live free. I, yeah. I just always believed that, but I don't no. believe that anymore. I, I don't this, really either. That's the most troubling thing to me out of this whole thing is how quickly, like, really? Like, you're not going to take this with a fucking grain and of salt, a speck of salt? Like, right. after all of the shit we've been told, when was the last time some big message got broadcast that seemed to actually be about helping people or making them healthier? Huh? Like, when was the last time a, a message that was adopted by maybe every, like, basically every mainstream media resource turned out to be accurate? Yes, exactly. It doesn't happen anymore. No. So you're, and so then you're just gonna immediately buy, like, it's just flabbergasting to me, and uh, and then the of course it it has the the beautiful um, built-in way to marginalize anybody that doesn't buy the the story. You're immediately you're a monster. It's just like being a cons- you know you're a conspiracy theorist just because you have some questions about what you're being told. Well, there's uh, already tremendous social pressure backing that. Yes, dude, it's crazy. Well, but even if you could move beyond the social pressure of it, the likelihood of being able to convince people of this and form any sort of organized protest is yeah. thrown out the fucking window because yeah. everyone, even if people agreed with you and me right now, they wouldn't want to get near each other because right. maybe they still believe that this thing is super dangerous. And so they mm-hmm. got to stay away from each other. They don't mm-hmm. want to go outside. They don't want to go to the steps of City Hall and mm-hmm. and really raise a shit about this or go to local government meetings and raise a shit about it. There's nobody doing that because everyone is so terrified. And that's how fascism takes hold. You get people terrified yes. of what is coming if they don't follow orders. Yeah. You get people buying in to policing themselves and others. And yes. then you just start doing whatever the fuck you want. And we've already seen this happen with the $2 trillion bailout that was just passed in the dead of midnight. Not a mistake, by the way. They didn't do it during the day, so they wouldn't get any fucking media backlash. They do it in the middle of the night when everyone's fucking sleeping. And now today, yeah. we're talking about it with a bunch of different spinsters, and they've had, you know, eight or ten hours to develop spin on it. And it's just amazing to me. I've, I've been having arguments with people for five or six days now on Facebook that are pro-bailout. Like they're completely for this bailout, 
And it's from both sides of the aisle, whether, you know, it's not a partisan thing. There's just people who are in belief that this thing is bad enough to warrant giving $250 billion to American citizens, which, by the way, is not the worst of it. It's our fucking tax money. So as far as I'm concerned, if we get some of that back, whatever. But um, it's the $350 billion for distressed businesses and... I think another $350 billion for, oi, it was in three different sections. One right, was like, distressed businesses. Oh, small companies, small uh-huh. businesses. So small businesses are getting $350 and, or, or $400 or something. And then $350 going to distressed uh, industries, which are, what that means is non-small businesses. Okay? Right. So the airlines are getting $50 billion to not fly planes. The uh, banking industry is getting... However much they get for uh, again. Oh, they've had a hell of a time, Joe, bro, at the banks. They (laughs) They deserve it. They've had a hell of a time. Yeah, they've been hanging on by their bootstraps, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's all the money. And again, I haven't seen the breakdown because it just happened. I haven't had time today. I've been, you know, basically panicking to tell my parents that they should invest in gold because the dollar's not likely to be worth anything in about five or six months. So, yeah. you know, get in on something, get at least an asset, get yeah. your money into something solid, even because everyone's drawing out right now and trying to liquidate yeah. everything so they can get some cash to pay their expenses. But that is not the way that long term right. going to be healthy. Right. The, the healthy path here is to become self-sustainable. So really kind of what you're already doing, raising mm-hmm. habits, like mm-hmm. it sounds easy to people, totally the right thing to do, raise mm-hmm. some raise some chickens build a garden in your backyard and mm-hmm. and get some solid assets like gold and mm-hmm. silver platinum uh get out of the dollar because the mm-hmm. dollar be worth much by the time we get our 1200 dollars checks in the mail if we ever <laughs> <laughs> oh i so agree well said yeah, yeah. 1200 bucks huh what a well, fucking joke I mean, they already put, they, they've already dumped, as much as the whole bailout, they already dumped in the past couple of weeks buying fucking stocks and trying to just pouring money. Like by now, you probably could have done the whole Andrew Yang $1,000 a month for everybody, like for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And like, but no, like, heaven forbid, I mean, the the amazing thing is like everybody anybody that you talk to will be like yeah the system is fucked and it's rigged and the banksters and the wealthy always win but right. then the minute you suggest that uh maybe you're being lied to or something i don't know they're just still they so good win or maybe the second you suggest that we have any level of power to change that yeah people push back instantly and it's it's Nobody wants to believe that we're complicit in this thing. But if you think that we're all getting $1,200 for nothing, you're wrong. We're getting $1,200 to keep our fucking mouths shut and stay yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was probably just bantered around to see what is the what is the smallest number you think we could give people. Um, and to, keep. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them complacent. Yeah. Uh, Unreal, huh? Well, so I, you know, bailouts, 
are, are interesting because a lot of people don't understand how they work. A lot of people think that the government just has like a giant vault of money like Scrooge McDuck. And they, <laughs> so anytime they want to do a bailout, they can just take from that vault and spread around to people, spread the wealth, right? But that's not how it works. First of all, whatever money they do have is our money. It's money we paid in taxes. Second of all, they don't have enough money to cover any of this fucking bailout. Like, really, like a minuscule. Right. They don't have money anymore. It's, it's numbers on a screen, like you said before. So what they're really trying to do is print out enough money to semi-back that number on a screen that they've just increased by $2 trillion. Right. On their balance sheet, which is totally out of whack. But so they print out tons of money. And then they buy back any bonds that are floating around in the market. So internationally or amongst people, they're buying back those bonds. But those bonds are becoming worthless because once they've flooded the market with all of that, like the $2 trillion worth of money of fake revenue, essentially, they're inflating the currency itself mm -hmm. to now... Uh, you know, where, where it's less valuable than what it was. So mm -hmm. if it, the analogy I like to use is what if one day we could all decide everybody gets a Ferrari, we could just blink, wake up tomorrow and everyone gets a Ferrari. The Ferrari wouldn't be worth $500,000. Right. Cause everyone's got one. Everyone's got one and no one wants to buy it for 500,000. In fact, right. it's worth, it's worth nothing at that point. Right. Right. And that's what happens with the dollar. Yeah. Uh, on an incremental scale, the more money that you print out, yeah. the valuable that money becomes. Right. Well, it's a good thing the minimum wage is up to $8 an hour or something. <laughs> is it nationally $8 an hour? That's something like that. Real. I don't know how people <laughs> fucking live off. I mean, again, it's all relative. So, like, you couldn't live in California off of that. Maybe you can scrape. Right buy in fucking illinois over that dude it's so sad it's so fucking sad there's so many yeah 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> unreal huh yeah and that eight dollars is about to be worth so much less than it was exactly dude exactly i'm thinking about i charge 25 dollars an hour and that sounds like a lot but that's all of a sudden that's a lot less and it's not like it's it's worth a lot less in terms of what I can buy with it but right. it's not like the people I'm billing have any more to to give so to them it's just as hard to to pay me and uh, at the same time I can buy less with it yeah so you at least have to charge as much as you're buying otherwise you're going to go under as a business but right. Your prices have to match the amount of resources you're putting into it. Then you have to have a little bit for your labor because it can't work for fucking free. Right. So, you know, I don't know what minimum wage is in Vermont. Uh, I think it's like 12 something. Okay, so that's pretty close to California because Vermont's got Democratic leadership, right? Like senators. and. Uh, I guess so let me see what the vermont minimum wage is actually surprised if it's 12 i, I would imagine it'd be closer to 10 but yeah definitely oh there you go 1078 okay uh so uh 1078 
you could ideally, I mean, not ideally, but you could potentially charge 1078 an hour for your own services, plus whatever it costs for the total amount of resources that you're using and purchasing. And then you could lump that into a, a ch- what you're charging people. But you're right. If, if that number is even too high for your customers, they're just going to say, we can't afford you. And they're mm-hmm. going to try to do their own carpent- carpentry on your own. So it's going to hurt you pretty much regardless, mm-hmm. unless you have a nice middle ground that you can fall into. But most people are probably not going to be able to, to afford your services, certainly in a great recession or a depression. Exactly. I'll just end up working on rich people's houses or whatever. And even that is going to be hit hard by this shit. Even the people with, you know, the people with second homes are, are um, not going to be as inclined to, uh, you know, remodel their bathroom when they just lost a huge chunk in the stock market. Yeah. And, and the reality is nobody's business. The economy as a whole doesn't thrive on the wealthy. It, they, they, you get a majority of your business, you probably know this as a businessman, from middle class, upper middle class people. Because mm-hmm. they have money to upgrade with in a normal economy and mm-hmm. have the desire to upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of wealthy people have the desire to redo their bathroom every fucking year or so. Like, they like it. They just, you know, it's it's already super nice. And they live mm-hmm. in a super... Like, they're not looking to get some modicum of satisfaction from a nice bathroom whereas well, I might- actually it is kind of sometimes like a just like a fun game to just like oh let's redo the kitchen this year like even though it's perfectly fine so there is but that's not the kind of in business a good, in a good economy not yeah. not a bad one exactly. exactly so uh yeah i mean and again there's just more numbers in the middle class than there are in sure. the upper class you do right. one yeah so it, any kind of business is going to survive on marketing to the middle class. It's why the most mm-hmm. important businesses market to the middle class. Fast food mm-hmm. chains and restaurants and, mm-hmm. and clothing lines that market to the middle class are the ones that thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're, you're going to get hit hard um, in this situation mm-hmm. because you're right. You, you, have, you have a certain amount you are directly tied to the market, your business, and market prices are going to go up on wood, on tools, on mm-hmm. uh, electricity, like any mm-hmm. kind of using for your business, the pricing mm-hmm. is going to go up for, and you're going to have to bake that into your prices to your customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And it's already the situation where a lot of the people that... Um, or, you know, a good. There's a lot of people out here that are are living on the edge, and the houses are so old that they are like falling apart around them, and the people just like are just like retreating into smaller and smaller sections of their house as it like falls apart around them. <laughs> yeah, like plastic. You know, you ever see a car with like a plastic bag over the window? That's the yes, book. it's exactly that kind of shit, dude. It's exactly that kind of shit. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, like a garbage bag or something. And it's people that are getting up and going to work every day. To, it's not like alcoholics or something. I mean, it's, well, they might be somewhat alcoholics, but I, would, I don't blame them, honestly. <clears throat> Whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad state of affairs. But boy, this whole, this whole thing is really, uh, 
It is really something else. It's it's amazing. Um, I I kind of have. I kind of have this theory that when all this is said and done, the potheads are going to remain because they were the only ones that stayed calm enough mm-hmm. not liquidate all their assets. Mm-hmm. And they were already the ones kind of thinking out of the box as far as, you know, self-sustaining and stuff. Right. So I, I have this weird theory that like all the potheads that were taking steps, <laughs> with, like a depression scenario, they're going to be the last ones standing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yeah. has encouraged me to consider going back in a pot, despite the fact <laughs> to study for a CPA exam. <laughs> yeah, dude, not a bad idea. Oh, our our little town is. Uh, I mean, it's so dear, really. All the little businesses, you know, right away send out their little emails about how they're what the, the everything they're going to do to try to, you know, improve sanitation and keep everybody safe and the difficult decision the library went through about staying open and then finally deciding to close and how are their... you government shutdown right now like as the Vermont just, governor yes just as of last night that march 24th we got the uh the stay-at-home order so everything non-essential and um in it's a little bit of a gray area for construction um like if, you know, I think that I would be, I mean, I, honestly, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want at this point. Right. That's the beautiful thing about out here is there are no, <laughs> no police. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't stop. The only, the only thing I have to worry about is people, uh, is my reputation, you know, and, and people potentially, uh, you know, thinking I'm, but, you know, uh, not being responsible. You have a small, it's just you. You don't have a crew, right? Right. So you kind of have an, I'd hate to say an advantage, but you can at least make a claim to people of like, hey, I mean, you can't, can't do it maybe even legally. Well, you can do it legally because there's nothing in writing, but you could say to people, hey, I don't have it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and it's just me. Right. Or you can wear a mask and gloves and some of you like, look, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I'm just yeah. working your house and yeah, exactly. I'm all set. Yeah. Um, so you can, you, you have the ability to kind of work within this thing. Whereas people who use large crews, like contractors that have right. three or four different workers right. and you know, they're mostly using illegal immigrants, at least out here. I don't know what right. they're doing in Vermont, but yeah. they're using, you know, low low income labor like people that don't have a lot of money to begin with and probably aren't going to the doctor that often so yeah more and more people would be afraid of those kinds of crews than a one-man crew like yourself totally yeah and i would think you should definitely do whatever the fuck you want like i i'm going outside i'm lucky because i'm a delivery driver i can just turn my app on at any point be like hey look i'm delivering food and there's actually an order that i'm an essential you're nice. talking about business. I'm an essential because nice. I deliver food to people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So that's great. You know. Yeah, it sucks. You're not a part of DoorDash, but if you were, you could just fucking turn that on and not ever worry about getting arrested for this. Yeah. It's amazing to me that people are going to get arrested. I don't know if you heard, but Governor Newsom, the blessed Democratic governor that he is, has uh-huh. decided to potentially enact martial law if people wow. do not stay in their homes. 
meaning actual legal ramifications. Yeah, like threat of threat of prison time uh, or fines if you do not. Wow. Stay inside. Yeah, I don't know how you can hear something like that and not at least think about the word fascism. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's all it is, right? Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> yeah. But but some people are so distracted by the letter. You know, yeah. if it's a D and you're on the R side, they're evil. If it's the R and you're on the D side, it's evil. Right. Like, sure. Like, nobody can think beyond that. No one sees right. evil in both parties. But my <laughs> God, it's there. And if you don't fucking see it with somebody saying we're going to arrest you for going outside. Yes. Holy shit, we are far gone. We are. And I swear people will people line up for it. I mean, you know, get the vaccines. Sign me up. The chip in my shoulder. The vaccines, the the just the government ID card, my 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 bank account linked to the government. I get my. I mean, it's like when. when I'm sorry. When did we become such sheeple? I don't know. Long time ago. You yeah. remember the actions <laughs> surrounding the Patriot Act, right? It was instant. It's the reality is if you create enough of a, a panic over an event. If you right, flood right. the media with this messaging, if people are sitting around terrified to go outside, and that's how it was during 9-11. Remember, like, people went outside, but people were afraid of interacting with anyone brown, and they yeah. were afraid of going on an airplane. And yeah. that was palpable in normal human beings. Yeah. So um, if, if you have enough people thinking that way and watching the news every night, waiting for another development, they're constantly being inundated with this messaging then it's real easy to pass a piece of legislation like the Patriot Act or whatever the fuck else is going to... I mean, that's going to be fucking Skittles compared to what we're going <laughs> to counter soon. Like, yeah. like, you're talking about chips in your shoulder. You're not totally wrong in no. Israel. And, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate of Israel. I love Israel. Um, not a huge fan of the current government in Israel. And the uh, the government already has like an app or something that they've developed or had people like, I, I don't know how they're doing this. Oh no, they're, they're consulting cameras that are set up around the country and they're able to track whether or not you've come into contact with someone with coronavirus. So they know who has coronavirus, who's come into contact with coronavirus and they're using that information to go to people's homes and force them to quarantine and stay wow. out. Of wow. And that's not hard for us to do. We have cameras fucking everywhere here. Yeah. The result of the Patriot Act, but that's really when it. Well, became. also thanks to Amazon, right? I mean, and like the everyone's Google, Google huh? Map and Google right. Map, right? And everyone installing their <laughs> installing their own cameras and listening devices in their own homes and paying yeah, the for it. Orbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the the structures in place, right? And all it takes is some martial law mixed into the equation and all of a sudden you've got a, a, a fascist, you got something worse than what Orwell ever could have dreamt. Yes, totally dude. And, and, and it's, it's, and people are on board and that's the scary thing. Like that's Talking. stick it in me, bend, bend me over and stick it in me deep. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Just fuck me as hard as you Put can me to sleep. Fuck my children, <laughs> numb my asshole with whatever you got, 
and as long as down. there's still cool new shows to watch. And there are, Gabe. <laughs> Good. Thank They're God. Really... I don't well, know. the shows are all about this. Have That's you seen the mass thing? Have you seen the mass singer, my friend? <laughs> no, not yet. Well, quite a production. But isn't that funny that all the shows are like about this? They're either about a zombie apocalypse or they're about like a Big Brother government surveillance thing. Like, yeah. oh, it's so fucking twisted. Like, put it right out there. And if it's in a show, then people, when they see it in real life, they're like, oh, well, that can't be that because that's in a that was just in a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> it's never modeled itself based off of real life. You know, it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like when when this thing broke, when people started talking about the coronavirus on CNN a, a ton, when it was happening in China and they were finding out it was spreading to every continent. The two movies that shot up the list on Netflix and Amazon Prime, who was it? Outbreak, which is a movie mm-hmm. from 1996 mm-hmm. uh, about a massive Ebola-like outbreak, and Contagion, which was released in 2011 which was probably much more similar to what we're dealing with right now, but mm-hmm. it was that like had resembled Ebola in the sense that like people were getting terribly sick, dying within three days and coughing up blood and bleeding from the eyes. Now, the reason that these were getting popular in that time is, is that people were watching them because it was something that was happening in real life, which means that they thought that it was some sort of source of valid information <laughs> do in this time right and the idea that either that or netflix just put them up as popular on netflix and then everyone's like oh that's what i want to watch oh oh, wow yeah because that's how i fucking watched it is it was like there and i was like yeah i haven't watched this in a while i'll (laughs) give it a spin but i treated it like a fucking movie i didn't like go oh my god i gotta deadbolt my door no i went outside that fucking day i paused it and went outside and took care of my lemon and lime tree and then i came back and watched the rest (laughs) it's like people have gotten too fucking dumb that's that's where we're at and you need to make sure you're not one of the dummies because if you're one of the dummies you're gonna listen to anything that gets said by people you perceive to be important and informed. And they're not. They're, they're not all informed. They're just people reading lines from a fucking script. Like, I'm not talking about the, the epidemiologists. And, and so, by the way, the epidemiologists did not suggest a mass quarantine. That was not their idea. It was government officials and, mayor, and governors that decided this thing, not epidemiologists. Huh. They talked about the rate of infection spread. They talked about, you know, you know, exponential growth in the virus and, and numbers of cases and deaths. But they didn't say shut everything down. That yeah. didn't come from them. And it certainly didn't come from economists. because No one was even fucking consulting economists about this stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, unreal. So you got some citrus trees out there, huh? Uh, I have one that that was thriving. Um, I was actually saving some lemons on there because, as you know, you were going to come out here now. Mm. I'm not even sure if you can. Have they shut down the airlines? Are you not allowed to fly anymore? I don't think so. And the only state I know that's closed their borders is Hawaii. Mm. But it still it doesn't seem that far fetched that 
that traveling even between states would get a little tricky. I mean, I wonder if they wouldn't just be like, why are you, why are you, you, do you have to have like an essential reason to travel now beyond just maybe, I mean, if you have to have an essential reason to leave your house, then you might need one to get on a plane. And what's an essential reason? Like, how would they even determine that? I have parents, in your case, you could just say I have parents across the country I'm concerned about. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, but anyway, it, yeah, I was back, hoping to be there, and you were going to have, uh, we were going to get to make real lemonade, right? For my lemon tree. Now that's out yeah. the fucking window. Thanks, government. But And we were going to go to a Kings game. That was going to happen today, I believe, or tomorrow. God. Tomorrow, the 26th, can go see the Atlanta Hawks. Fucking A, man. I'm so pissed about this, about sports being canceled. The Olympics are off. Ugh. So it was it was a big domino. I like I, I almost I don't want to blame the NBA for this, but the NBA taking drastic action and deciding to cancel the season or, or delay it. Yeah. Was kind of the beginning. Like that day it was declared a pandemic. They immediately came out and said we're shutting down all the games and shutting down the season temporarily. And ever since then, the panic has grown exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. And um I'm super pissed about it because, you know, I have season tickets. But now that's like the least of my worries with a crumbling economy. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> but or it's amazing how quick that changed. Like two weeks ago, I was so excited to watch the Kings in the playoffs live. And yeah. now I don't think I'll ever get that opportunity again. Who knows? I mean, it's I don't see this picking up in the next month there's no plans in place right and if there are there's no information being released to the people no no nfl free agency is carrying on as if there will be uh so i'll be sorted out by the fall are they doing combines at all they already did the combine didn't they oh i thought this is usually i know the the drafts in april right Right. So I, I thought think they already did the combine. Now it's just like free agency stuff. Okay. But, so they're yeah. kind of relaxed when it comes to this and doing business as usual. Well, except I I think that there a lot of teams are shutting down. They're like not sending people out to meet with people anymore. And so I don't know. I think maybe they're just conduct doing all the offers and stuff uh, remotely. Sure. Well, you can do that now. So. You can do that, yeah. I could offer you a big contract right now, face to face. I appreciate it. I haven't seen a fucking dime from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, Skype promises made years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still find still looking to find a way to monetize it. You know, first I'm I'm taking the Amazon model. I'm just gonna grow it, grow our our you listener base, and then then we'll find a way to charge them a monthly fee. Well, I can really tell you're taking the the limited funds you have and putting it back into the company because you have a very nice microphone that I'm looking hey, at. Hey, thanks. Yeah. This is uh, my brother's. <laughs> Snazzy as fuck. I don't know. Yeah. If you can see it, but it is that nice little 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 marshmallow on top so I can say my peas however I want. So in there, I'm seeing it's it's connected to some sort of stand. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there is a stand, but I just got this tiny little table, so it doesn't. I kind of have to hold it. Well, but finish telling me about your citrus. Oh well, uh, so I thought I was doing a great job with that lemon tree, um, and I was, and actually the lime tree. So like about two months ago, or a month and a half ago, uh, I had planted my lime tree in the ground oh. next to my lemon tree, and I thought okay. everything's going to be gravy. Well, it turns you, out you bought a, a like a baby lime tree from a nursery or something. I got it for Christmas from from my uncle, so I kept cool. it hot for about a month and a half or so, or two months, yeah, maybe a month and a half. And then I put it into the ground about a month and a half ago. And what I didn't do was I didn't dig out deep enough, and the what had formed underneath because I thought I looked at the lemon tree and I was like, this lemon tree is like doing great, so the soil must be. Okay, so I just I didn't know much about planting citrus trees, so I just planted it in the ground. I dug down what I thought was fairly deep, you know, two feet, foot and a mm-hmm. half. Mm-hmm. And I ended in there, and I put new soil around it, and I put some fertilizer around it. And I thought, you know, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Turns out, Gabe, if there is a layer of thick clay underneath, mm. if it rains even a little bit, oh, got a reservoir of water under there. Oh, no drainage. And it'll kill your baby plant like that. Oh, so I, I was just within, soaking in too much water. Days, and it was flowering. It was in good shape. And then I put it in Aww. the ground. Within three days, it starts really dying on me. Yeah. And the flowers are falling off. And I'm like, oh, my Fuck. God. What is going on here? The plants or branches are turning brown instead of Aww. green. Terrible. So I take it out of the ground. I put it back in the pot. Uh-huh. Soil. I make sure it's dried out and it starts kind of stabilizing again. Good move. But the issue is I dug out that whole hole where it was and I was digging deeper because I, I figured out the problem was probably a clay, uh, you know, something stopping drainage. So I had to get down there and see how deep it could go. And I eventually hit the clay. It was almost right under where I had planted it. And I started digging deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, as I'm doing this, I exposed this one root that's about yay thick okay Mm -hmm. running along the side of this hole that i've dug next to my lemon tree and i think well this can't be the way that it's like curved can't Mm -hmm. be lemon tree Mm -hmm. i just leave it exposed but i i well i i almost thought about ripping it out of the ground but then i was like it could be the lemon tree so i don't want to do that so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna leave it Mm -hmm. and i found it well i left it exposed for a few days and as I'm leaving it exposed, I'm starting to notice there are leaves on my lemon tree that are getting spotted and falling. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no, 100% it's the lemon tree now. So I've got to get into gear because I thought, oh, I'll dig a little bit here and there. I don't know if you've ever digged into clay. It's fucking hard. Oh, it's brutal. 15, 20 minutes of it. And then I was like, all right, fuck this. Then I go on a drive and I come back and maybe do a little, right, fuck this and go inside. But I did this for like a week or so on end. Uh-huh. As I'm doing this, this root's exposed. And like I'm telling you, the lemon uh, uh-huh. lemon leaves are falling off. So, And even some of the fruit was starting to get a little spotted. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. So I pulled all the lemons off uh-huh. and really got into gear digging down. And I dug down probably uh, a hole that's like as deep as my knee, right? So uh-huh. that's solid three or so feet, mm-hmm. maybe two and a half. And uh, I say, all right, I got to get 
this other i gotta get this lime tree back into the ground because i can't pad this this i can't cover this root up unless i completely cover right. that i've made so i put in some new soil i dug you know kind of like a funnely type situation down into the ground for this yeah. uh through the clay as deep as i could go yeah and then i just put my plant back in there and so far the plant's doing okay i'm not watering it wow. at all because i know there's a shower coming up and there was actually a little rain the next day that i put it in nice and it looks like the lemon plant tree is doing better wow the lime tree is holding steady and uh wow. hope the bees decide to come out when it warms up a little bit and we yeah. can get the but uh, the lemons are unbelievable. Really, they really this season. I they're so good, Gabe. I thought about like opening my own lemonade stand. Wow, like they're that. I was eating them straight. Are they Meyer lemons or is it regular lemon? They're Meyer lemons. Oh, but best. I was eating them straight, Gabe, right off the rind. Wow, like LeBron James like lebron i didn't know he did that but he'd love my lemons i should start selling like God. these elite lemons to people that sounds amazing fresh citrus so good let me show you one i got one right all here. right See this bad boy oh beautiful huh? isn't that a nice color it's gorgeous little, just little, gorgeous little orange little red this one's the one that's spotted a little bit you can kind of see uh-huh but if i were to cut this bad boy in half i'm gonna show you something it's great radio is there beef jerky inside yeah I, <laughs> exactly i engineered it to be beef inside <laughs> no look at the rind so you've ever gotten a lem uh meyer lemon before yeah you know they're much thinner than that yeah but this has kind of got that nice natural beautiful and like you know for people who don't believe that i could eat this straight check this out <laughs> not on the new computer mm. whoa did you just bite out of the rind too uh, i didn't eat the rind i put it here okay but it was the only way to get in because i didn't cross sectionally cut it yeah oh you crazy son of a gun look at you go do you see me squinting at all, Gabe? You're not puckering one bit. Not puckering at all. Wow. You're like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. You're like a baby bird just sucking it down. <laughs> you know, I used to eat lemons when I was a kid. Really? Yep. And I found out, my parents just let me do it. And then I found out, like, when I was 12, not to do that. Or, like, maybe it was, like, 11. I found why? out not to do that because the citric acid eats away your enamel. Yes, that's why LeBron James stopped doing it. I didn't know that. But I know that now that I get tons of cavities and my dental bills are insane. But you just can't help yourself because that goddamn Meyer lemon is so good. This one's too good, though. I can't. I can't. I, and I already cut it. Dude, and it's so good for you. Straight up citrus. Derby. Yeah. And Pomona virus. Probably. Smacks that, smacks that shit down. You know what really fights off coronavirus? A corona? 
That's right. I'm Corona <laughs> is missing such an opportunity. Dude, I know. If I was their marketing head, I'd fucking immediately make a commercial for them. God, I mean, there's so I, many angles. A guy sitting on a couch. Okay, it's a back. You know, it's like how they normally start with, with Coronas. Guy sitting on a couch watching a TV with news channels flooding in, right? Cross-sectional news talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, my God, pandemic. The economy's yeah. going to crash. Nobody has work. You know, stimulus package. Who knows? <laughs> and then it backs up, backs up, and you get the back of the head. And then you see a guy reach to the side, crack a corona, and you got a beach. Oh, yeah. The second he cracks it, beach, sunset, birds. Oh, yeah. And he kicks his feet up. Babes. Babes playing <laughs> with each other in the water. And you just, that's yeah. it, man. Yeah. The cure, to, the cure to the virus. Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what the what people do with this. I'm glad that we we did something. I'm looking forward to sharing this, although I'll probably get some backlash. But that's okay. When life gives you lemons, eat them straight. <laughs> Apparently I I um it is interesting like ads are now starting to mention it and uh Everyone just says like, "Oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's such trying times we're living in. It's such a hard time. We all need to help each other." That that I don't know. It's that message like, ain't gonna sell for very long. And it's no, I don't. It, I don't get it. Like, is it really? Who is it really hard for? It's like, kind of what. That, yeah, it's hard for people that are living on the edge and now don't have income. Have but you like, seen the celebrity approach to it? Have you seen like these videos celebrities are releasing? No. Kind of self-aggrandated oh, kind of element to it and underscore. People were like, fucking Gal Gadot did this. God, you know, she's cute, but fuck, man. She, Who's that? Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. She's an Israeli actor. Oh, okay. So she was like, hey, you know, in these trying times, uh, yada, yada. And she talked about. Oh, she saw a video of some guy playing his trumpet in an apartment balcony and playing Imagine on it for all the oh, people locked God. in and how inspiring that was. Mm. So, so she said, hey, you know what could only top that? A bunch of talentless actors saying one line of the Imagine song. Oh, God. And creating the entire song by doing this. So she oh, started said, Imagine all the people. Oh, my God. Is that how it starts? Yeah. And yeah. then Kirsten Wig pops on. It's oh, God. you try. And oh, then God. One says the next line. And then, and Kill they have me. levels of how much they care about what they're doing. So, like, Mark <laughs> Lowe is just like lying on his couch, like, imagine all the people <laughs> reading something while he's doing it. And then Sia. Uh, who I didn't even know what she looks like because she usually wears the hair down in the front. She gets on. She's like, imagine all the people <laughs> in front of a fucking mirror of herself. And it's fucking, they thought they were like doing a service to mankind <laughs> missing this thing. And the backlash they received from normal people was like, 
get over yourselves. You did like right. get a life out of ha- getting constant attention because this is not going to work. Nice. People are fucking getting ready to starve for the next ten years. Seriously, boy, that's funny. I did hear an ad for a car dealership, which I thought was interesting. That mm-hmm. that is deemed an essential business. <laughs> mm-hmm. People need to buy cars. We can't have people stop getting in debt. <laughs> what would we do? It's crazy. <laughs> if people could just suddenly sustain themselves or like decide to walk more, we'd be in a disaster situation. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, beer well, distributors are also essential. I don't know if you knew that. They're under the essential business. Thank God. Um, what are some other essential? There's. It's interesting. If you've ever looked at that list of what they consider essential and non-essential, yeah. some interesting decisions on what are essential and what are not. Apparently, accounting firms are not essential. Really? Which is interesting because that's, <laughs> Like the only thing that matters when trying to keep a business alive, but uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently not anymore important. Also, with something that involves zero human contact whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, this has been really uh, satisfying. Thanks for, thanks for chatting. Of course, man. I yeah. really do feel lucky to be out here in Vermont where, like, people are tuning in to the the broader messaging and everything which is kind of annoying but the like we're so far removed from <clears throat> it's just a very different world than uh in the being in the middle of a city like i said like actual enforcement of any of this shit is just like a complete joke like you there are no police officers out here and um pretty much people are going to just carry on uh i think people are pretty much just going to carry on doing what they do because they're all it's it's all just like necessities basically people living pretty simply and um all the services are provided by you know local people so um i really i feel really really glad to be out here yeah you probably have small supermarkets that you know you rarely see more than two or three people shopping at any given time yeah pretty much Whereas yeah. out here, I've I've been terrified to set foot in a supermarket. I haven't even bothered because lines are long and there's nothing to buy. Yeah, <laughs> things are things still pretty well cleared out. Uh, you know, certain aisles from what I've seen are getting cleaned out. So like anything in the disinfectant side, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. toilet paper is obviously a hot commodity these days. Um, uh, anything that can be frozen mm-hmm. stocked so mm-hmm. like so they're still you know they sell out quick because there's just so few on hand and like raw meat sells out because there's so few of that on hand um and people are actually hoarding so like they're they're people hoarding milk right now is that free, weird i guess um <laughs> it tastes gross when you thought just so anyone knows yeah <laughs> but um people are deciding to do that people aren't thinking right now yeah we're just God bless them. You know, what are you going to do, huh? We're all doing our best. <laughs> well, he's, he's hashtag stay safe. Stay safe, baby. Uh, well, thanks for doing this. 
Of course, man. Yeah, I was happy. I'm glad that we're. What are we at right now? We got to be at like hour and a half easy. Hour twenty two. Oh, good. So we're staying under. We. I think we're typically an hour and a half. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the what we shoot for. Yeah, and this felt like a free form rant, so I just felt like we were pushing two hours. But good felt good, man. Felt good. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me back on, man. And, Anytime. Uh, Happy to happy to hear from you. Happy to see you're you're healthy and and doing well. Yeah, I Here, assume... I'll stop the I'll stop the recording and then I'll I'll give you a brief video tour of what I'm working on. Okay, so we should end it real. Did we end it already? No. You want to end it on a note? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... How do we usually end it? Uh, what is it? Send like... us. Yeah. Oh, see if Questions? you guys. Yeah, if you have any questions about any of the things we talked about today, send it to www.creamandclear.info. At hashtag. At dot ag, because we operate <laughs> at Argentina now. <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, send us your questions. Send us your coronavirus questions. We'll look them up on Wikipedia for you. <laughs> and any dick or nipple pics, we love those too. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. And you got the and, kind of world. You're not doing anything. Right. No excuses, folks. Get right naked. On. All right. Thanks, Joe. No problem, man. Thanks for listening, folks. That was Joe Gruen from Sacramento, California, and myself, Gabriel Ger- Gerberl Roberts from Craftsbury, Vermont. Uh,. Just want to say one quick note about social distancing. We we did make fun of that concept, but uh, I certainly uh, have made a point of respecting that for people who who um, just respecting that rule in general because I don't want to get in anybody's space if they are um, if if they're practicing that. And I've heard of some people that can't help themselves and feel the need to make a point and sort of get in people's personal space. And that's not, that's not cool. That's not funny. Um, hopefully we can go back to not social distancing soon, but until then I, I certainly plan to respect people's space. And, uh, my wife and I are keeping a sort of closed loop within our little circle here. Um, And I I understand if that's what you're doing, too. And hopefully we can open up our circles again real soon. All right, everybody. If you have any questions, send me an email to gaberoberts at gmail.com. And uh, I look forward to the next installment of this podcast, maybe being a little bit more lighthearted, maybe having some more, um, you know, jokes about poop or something like that, just to lighten the mood. Anyway, stay safe out there. Don't let the coronavirus ruin your life. Uh, It's going to be okay, even if our economy is not. (laughs) We're going to be okay, folks. We really are. We lived for a long time before the stock market existed as as humans, and things were okay. So maybe we just have to... uh, There's going to be a little adjustment period here, but we're going to be all right, and maybe we'll be better off in the long run. We'll see. Take care, folks. Until next time, adios.